Hello and welcome to Pinewood Live. Nope. <laughs> nope. Hello and welcome to Walk the Pine. Uh, this is uh, your host, Vince, with uh, my other host here, William Greystone III and uh, Jackson Palzer, the producer. The producer. The most beautiful producer alive, actually, according to Mr. Greystone. So, welcome to the show, everybody. Somebody get a little excited this morning. <laughs> you see that? Just a little. I saw it. Yeah, no, JP saw it happen. Take that how you want to. <laughs> Might even say I made it happen. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to Walk the Pine. Um, today we're going to start talking about basketball right away. So let's kick it off. We got the deadline coming up pretty soon. A couple different things that could be happening. Uh, generally, you know, on deadline day is a good day to just sit there and watch all the trades happen. So let's talk about it. Um, you know, well, that is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a, a two-hour live stream from 12 to 2 up until the deadline on Thursday. Me and Vince going to be going live from PSN Studios uh, trade deadline. So you guys will be tuning in with us around that moment as well yeah yeah, let's get into uh because this is going to be coming out tonight probably so let's get right into the podcast yeah let's um i'm you know hopefully there's a lot of moves there's a lot of potential moves and then you know a lot of speculation that not a whole lot's going to happen we'll start with the chicago bulls because that's always what we like to start with around here uh it's looking like the Bulls are going to stay in the same position that we're in. Zach Levine with uh, officially season-ending injury, so we know we're not going to be moving Zach Levine anytime soon. Um, still got DeMar DeRozan that could potentially be moved. Some Everybody is can potentially be moved. There's no one safe in the Bulls roster right now. So uh, I think the number one thing for the Bulls that we're going to be looking for is obviously draft, draft compensation the next couple of years. But with the parts that we have right now it doesn't look like we're about to be one of the teams in the mix on the deadline i don't know what do you think will i would say caruso is definitely going to be probably the hottest name for the bulls on the deadline i just seem i feel like demar's value to ak is probably a lot higher than it is to the rest of the league so i feel like they're probably not going to be able to get a deal done with DeMar DeRozan, as you can see, that whole, like, rocket speculation for, like, Jalen Green. It was like, come on. Like, that would be so awesome if we got Jalen Green from the Rockets for DeMar DeRozan. And the Rockets were just like, fuck it. They were just like, get out of here. You know? So, yeah, I feel like AK and the rest of the league are on two different levels when it comes to players. Probably, like, DeRozan and maybe, arguably, like, Levine. But Caruso, I feel like there could be some middle ground for sure. Because I'm sure that AK values him high. And I think the league probably values him high. I mean, for someone who is one of the best role players in the NBA, can shoot the three ball, one of the best, you know, on ball defenders at the point at the guard position, I think he's gonna be of an asset to a playoff team. Oh, absolutely. That's that's a huge asset to it. That's a that's a championship asset to a playoff yeah, 100%. team. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we've seen him do it with the Lakers before. Yeah. Like, he's been a part exactly. of the championship team. He's someone who has been to the top of the mountain and won. So, I think like I think that there's a good chance where you could field a first-round pick and maybe a couple second-round picks for Alex Caruso. 
Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, if we can grab a first or maybe a couple first or first and a player, I, I mean, his value leaving the team is much higher than it was when he came to the team. So at the end of the day, you know, we we bought low and we sold high. If if that's what happens, and you you got to live with that, you got to be happy with that. So we'll see what happens with the Bulls. I really don't necessarily think that we're going to see them in the mix unless Caruso is being sent for something. And, you know, as a fan, I guess, um, I, I I would love to see Caruso in a Bulls jersey for the foreseeable future, especially if we're able to, like, maybe build somewhat of a playoff team in the next couple of years. I would I would love to see Caruso still a part of it, but it seems like that's extremely unlikely. For I'm done with Bulls. everybody. I'm done with the roster. Overhaul it. Everybody. I think there's some pieces that you can keep. Um, well, I think, like, I'm not trying to cut you off, sorry. But, like, with Caruso, it's kind of, to me, it's like, he's awesome. Yeah, but he's not, I mean, he's not going to really give us, like, like, his value is high right now in terms of trade value. So, I think you move him. Like, he's we're not going to be a championship team for, like, four years. And it's like he's a big part of a championship team. He's a more of a role player, better on he's gonna be better on better teams. Like he's not gonna help us, I would say, get to the playoffs. Unless like we need a team around us first, like for him to have value. Otherwise, he's just like an above average role player on a bad team. Like he's kind of like virtually pointless to me. Like Kobe White is a player I would be fine with keeping. Obviously, he's starting to hit that next level, but I'm I'm done with I'm done with everybody, dude. I really am. Like AK have brought us nothing. Arturis Karnasovas and Mark Eversley have done nothing for this franchise. Ah, uh, they brought us they brought us potential and they brought Ryan Storrs some ticket sales. And if there's anything we know about the Bulls, it's that we're probably going to keep the majority of the roster right now way too long, and uh, try and flip what we can to make the roster slightly better, and see what we can do from there. Our only promising piece on our team right now came from. Gar Foreman and John Paxson. What are you referring to Kobe White right now? Yes. And yeah. Gar Foreman and John Paxson drafted him. And Patrick Williams was what? Carnesovas. Car- 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 right, right. He was Carnesovas's first. First first round pick, I believe. Yeah. In the twenty twenty draft. And then followed by what? Dalen Terry. Right? Yeah, because we didn't have Wendell, a first Wendell round Carter pick. was the last of Gar Pax, I'm pretty sure. Wendell Carter was before Kobe White. The year before yeah. Kobe White, I believe. Right. Last. So, oh, no, so Kobe White, Kobe was White the last, then though. was the last. Garpax. And Mark, Wendell Carter Mark was Wendell. also Garpax, but he was before Kobe White. Wait, it went Lori Wendell. Lori Wendell, Kobe. And then it was Patrick well, Williams, who obviously, virtually amounted to nothing. As much as I like his potential, he is amounted to absolutely nothing. I could see the Bulls kind of just pulling a, a Raptors and just treating Patrick Williams like Scotty Barnes, just getting a really, like, cool head coach to tell everybody that he's going to be a superstar one day and just hope. That's something we can do. I mean, Scotty Barnes seems to be working out. He's decent over there. He, he's decent, and he is good, but he's no better than what Patrick Williams can be in, like, a year if he really, like, just grew a little bit or, like, you know what I mean, developed a little bit. Scotty Barnes isn't that good. No, Scotty Barnes, I mean. But, again, the Bulls are not going to do any of this. They're going to probably do nothing and ride it out until it's too late to do anything and then just suck for longer. Reinsdorf's just so good at bringing in yes, so good at bringing in yes, man. Yeah, that seems to be the forte over here in the Chicago Bulls franchise. But 
Anyways, let's move on to something a little slightly more interesting. There's some other teams that are potentially in the mix for the deadline, like the Warriors, I feel like are a team that needs to make a move sitting at the 12th seed in the West, which is definitely underwhelming for what we thought this coming year. So it seems like Kaminga was always in the talks in the beginning of the year, obviously wasn't too happy with his role and whatnot, not getting along with Steve Kerr, whatever he said. So Kaminga is definitely a piece that they probably are looking to try and move, a young piece that they're looking to try and move. And to be quite honest, like that's a guy that, if the Bulls somehow came across getting Jonathan Kaminga, that would be pretty cool. I would be very happy about that. Exactly. And, I mean, you get a, a nice young talent. But, the you know, back to the Warriors. The uh, Andrew, Wings is, Andrew Wiggins is another team or another name that was thrown in the mix about people that could be potentially moved at the deadline. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, if the Warriors are going to make any type of run this season, they're definitely going to have to make some type of move. I feel like we're going to see them. They're normally pretty active when stuff like this happens. I'm confused on what what's going on over there because they're bench, they're benching Clay down the stretch in closing minutes. So, you know, it's his second game in his last three games where he's been benched down the stretch. And, you know, obviously in his press conference, he talked about how difficult that is for them and for him. And then Draymond coming to his defense saying, like, I was benched in game five of the finals who the f cares it's like okay well this is different draymond like you were benched because you're not a great offensive player <laughs> you know you're out there this is to... a lot different yeah exactly this is a, this is a former star player who is considered one of the greatest three-point shooters in the league sitting on the bench sitting on the bench in the closing minutes of, of and they lost of a yeah of a, an important game are we not so why about... are they trying to trade jonathan kaminga you know, he's averaging, like, what, 25 points over his last 10 games? Because he doesn't like that. He, he said, I mean, he might now. He might he might be coming around. But he, he came out to the media and said, like, how am I supposed to do anything when these old heads are still here doing what they're doing? That's essentially what he said. And he said that he was not happy with his role and his minutes. And Steve Kerr came out and said, yeah, like, boo-hoo. And, like, true, as a coach, like, yeah, boo-hoo. We're going to do what we're going to do. But... You know, that seems like a piece that's extremely valuable or could be valuable to the rest of the league. And, you know, if he's not getting along there, I mean, Wiseman was kind of a similar thing, even though he's shown to be a piece of trash everywhere else. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but, like, I don't know. I feel like in that situation, that's tough because it's like you're in a great situation to be a part of something special in like two years. Cause I think Steph still has some juice in the tank for sure. Yeah. At least three years, at least three years of premier basketball. And that's not even coming this year. Yeah. And this year he's playing very well. Exactly. So like I would maybe just shut my mouth and let the rest of the franchise realize we need to get rid of Clay Thompson, Draymond green, the old era of golden state warriors basketball. And, and move, forward. move forward and to try and go all out and get Steph Curry another ring. But well, yeah, they, they, they need to they need to separate themselves from the dynasty and stop holding on to that because it's clearly yeah, it's over. It's over. Yeah, we're that part of it's seed. over. You're not coming back. Steph Curry is Steph Curry. He's still playing like Steph Curry and it's still not. happening. And what's his name left for a reason? He could tell like who is the I forget his name, the, the president of basketball operations for the Warriors. He stepped down in the, like right before the season started. Damn, this is going to really bother me. And he joined... He, he went was to it Bob went, Mayer? What? Bob Mayer? Something like that. Yeah, that I think I think that Bob Myers. Yeah, okay. Something like Maybe, that, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe yeah, he went, he went to the NFL. Oh. Yeah, he joined the Commanders. Oh. Well, 
Like new challenge. Oh yeah. yeah, I did. I remember that new challenge. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, but I mean, you could clearly see the end of the road coming. Of course. I mean, they had a great run. They had a great run. I mean, from 2015 to now, it was like the Warriors were always a contending team. Well, that's just that's just classic GM play right there. Like you always see it. Like you, it's like the same thing with like with Theo Epstein and the Cubs. Right. right. His, uh, he got out. You know, he realized right. that the end of the end of the era was coming. Time for someone. I else. did my part. You know, I'm not going to try and be a part of another rebuild when I built great this great thing. You know, I'm not going to try and enter. I have no challenges left right. here. Move well, on. Yeah. Yeah. So they need to get someone in there who's ready to accept this new challenge and stop holding on to this dynasty. Yeah. And I think honestly, I think, yeah, that a lot of that can come right now at the deadline. They, you, you, they got that lefty guy off the bench with the hair. That guy's pretty good. They got a lot, they got a couple of younger guys off the bench that are pretty good, and you know at the end of the day, it, it's time to move on. So we'll see. I think we're going to see the Warriors in the mix at the deadline. It's just a matter of who they're going to. I would just in. hate for them to trade Kaminga because I feel like that's just like a step backwards. It could be. Yeah. Why or would they you could get rid of young talent. Well, I wonder what they're going to do in terms of getting rid of everyone else. Like Were I think get rid of Wing. Uh, I think get rid of Wiggins. It's probably going to be hard to get rid of Clay Thompson. I'm sure. I don't. Know. I'm sure it's got and be very hard to get rid of Draymond Green. Extremely. I feel who, like Clay's probably got Draymond Green. I don't know much about Clay's contract, but I'm assuming he's got a pretty expensive contract tied to him as well, and nobody's going to want to trade for that contract probably. Yeah, and it's going to expire, and then he'll sign somewhere for like the vet minimum. Exactly. And same with Draymond Green, which so is essentially what's going to happen. They're in a sticky spot, but I think this year they just need to overhaul everything and look towards the future around Steph Curry. Yeah, well, the foreseeable future around Clay Steph Thompson Curry, is no longer Scottie Pippen. Yeah, He's no yeah, no, Scottie. and I mean, I guess, I guess Kaminga could be that guy for sure. Mm-hmm. That is, that is definitely potential. I just feel Tra- like right I think now, trade Wiggins, right? Yeah, trade Wiggins, dude. Get what? Yeah, you your only pieces to trade are going to be those younger guys or Wiggins, and I mean, you have nothing else you can trade. You're not moving Steph, obviously, and I mean, those other two are not going to move at all. You're not going for what a second round, maybe mm-hmm. Draymond exactly. Green at best for a second round. Maybe in a bag of Doritos. <laughs> what kind of Doritos is important there? Probably the nacho cheese, honestly. Good. Oh, that's the best one. Okay, well, I was kind of taking that the other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I always get a lot of flack for that, saying that nacho cheese Doritos should. are the best Doritos. And you should. It's the cool Hey, ranch. we should do top five chips this week. Cool Ranch. <laughs> I'm, cool Ranch is the best? I agree. Yeah. Cool Ranch is definitely the best. Yeah, we're, yeah. They're good. You're wild. I, mean, I think the nacho cheese are just, you know. Sometimes original is the best. Yeah, like Cheez-Its with You're Pringles. Right. Pringles. I mean, Pringles I don't like do Pringles have a lot of other good flavors, too. I don't know. That's yeah, I would disagree not, about that, but classic. Classic Pringles. Classic good. Pringles not are even, good. Not even Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its yeah. Cheez-Its and Goldfish. Oh, the jalapeno Cheez-Its are pretty good, though. Yeah, but they're not better than the original. All the Cheez-Its are good. There's not a singular uh, bad Cheez-Its. I'm not a huge fan of the, like... You're gonna say like Parmesan or oh yeah I know you're the, the groove Parmesan one. I don't like the grooves. Some of the grooves are good. They're not the best. They're not bad. I would just rather have regular cheeses. Yeah, of course, because the original are the best. What are all right? So, what, so <laughs> go on. What? Who owns cheeses? Is it like Kellogg's? <laughs> who? That's not information no I know. To say on top. Which flavor of Cheez-Its do they need to trade coming up in this deadline? 
Because I mean, the, the Pringles the regular need to send the whole team and design a new chip. That's what the Pringles. They need. already did design no. a new chip, I believe. Pringles, Pringles have like Steph Curry, like the what? original. What Pringles? That's not true. That's not true. But they just need to scrap the rest of them. All right, sure. All right, move on. Anyways, other, back other. to the deadline. Other teams that could potentially move some pieces at the deadline to try and make their team a little bit better. Let's let's hear it. Well, Gray, what do you got for us? Well, I'm interested to see what some of these top teams in the West do. You have a team like the Thunder and the team like the Wolves who are succeeding very highly with what they've got. But do we really in reality think that these teams are going to be able to compete with Denver in a seven-game series? But they don't want to, you know, they're so young. It's like, do do you want to risk losing assets to build like that? Or to go all in on a ring this year? I think not. You know, I think that the Thunder are a team who are going to avoid the deadline, ride with what they got. They're way too young, I think, to try and go all in. I think you let this team get some playoff experience. Maybe they'll probably be able to make a run. Um, I'm not saying they'll be able to go to the finals. I think them being able to compete with Denver in a seven-game series will be too tough for them. But let them learn and just let them grow. So I think we're going to see like some of those top teams really avoid the deadline like this. We Now, the Nuggets are a different story. They could go all in and try and really get a dynasty built here. Go get another ring this year and, with a player. And try and trade someone right now? No, try and grab someone. I'm talking about teams who are going to be caught making phone calls and saying who's available. Come get me a Denver. I think Denver could. Who Who are you talking Denver? Who's moving? Who do you move off your team if you're going to trade someone? Who Who are you making available? I'm not. I'm. I'm saying Denver's going to go get someone, not trade someone. I'm saying they're going to go get. They're going to go trade for a player. Who are you trading? Like who Who's made available on your roster? Picks. I mean, I'm just trading picks. I mean, yeah. The picks in like Reggie Jackson, maybe Ooh, for an upgrade. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't see the Denver doing anything. I think they're gonna ride with their team. You think so? Yeah, I think. I think if if we're talking about teams moving anything in the West, I think the only team that's potentially gonna make some moves. New Orleans sitting at the seven right now, with the with like a tied tied with the six and right there with the five. We could see a potential trade there to try and grab someone, make make their team a lot better, actually make that jump up to, like, the f- five or six. Now, what about the Kings? That's um, another team. The Kings are sitting at the five, not so comfortably with the with the Suns and the Pelicans breathing down their neck, basically. And, you know, if you're the Kings, you're looking to move maybe someone like, I don't know. Right? I mean, a lot of their team is pretty young. I, I think you're looking to move maybe Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray? But like, at the, do they want to do that? Probably not. You mean you got to keep Harrison Barnes, right, for the championship experience, the playoff experience, the seasoned vet. He's got to stay. But it's going to be interesting because I mean, the Suns are tied to what they got. They probably can't make any moves at the deadline. I mean, I yeah. If I if I'm the, I'm probably not moving anybody here either, to be honest, because. I guess what are you going to be moving that? But see, like that's the thing. It's like the NBA; they always will pull out some like random trades at the deadline that you're going to be like, "Oh, okay, I guess they just move this guy and this guy for this." You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think the one to watch though in the West right now for moves is going to be, I guess, the team that we're always looking around for trades is whichever team 
LeBron's on. So I, I think the Lakers are really going to be making some moves here at the deadline. We're sitting at the nine right now. Um, You know, probably going to make that play in tournament more than likely. I don't see the Rockets superseding uh, the Lakers, at least maybe the Jazz, though. But yeah, that's what the plan's looking like right now is going to be Dallas, Los Angeles, Utah, and Houston. At the well, it was interesting right to see, you know, the Lakers, like you said, are, but LeBron came out and said, this is what we've got. And we're going to have to rather, like, you know, we're, we're, this is what we've got. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that they might make a couple moves. I mean, if you're the Lakers, you have a ton of team, ton of people on your team that could be moved. Because if you think about it, I, I mean, none of them are really safe on this team. Like, they can move any of these guys in any given moment. D'Angelo Russell could be moved tomorrow. Jared Vanderbilt could be moved tomorrow. Basically, anybody that's not Anthony Davis or LeBron James. And even LeBron James, I feel like we were just talking about, is could be on the hot seat. I mean, more than likely, that's not what they're going to end up doing. But it is potentially. I mean, guys like Jackson Hayes are pretty could be pretty high value to people. You know, some of these guys are actually pretty solid basketball players, pretty solid role players. And there's a lot of pretty big names on it, like Christian Wood or like Cam Reddish. Like some of these guys can actually be traded. I think that they're not a good enough team right now to win a championship. And if you got oh, one, yeah. you got one more season of LeBron, like we were talking about for sure. And if you're not going to trade him, then you got to, you got to maybe try and make a move to make this a championship team. And it's, it's really not right now. You so go all in. Uh, I'm saying that if I'm the Lakers. I'm definitely making some calls, trying to trying to send some people, trying to get this team to be a playoff team. I mean, you're barely a playoff team right now. Yes, they can beat the Mavericks. If the season ended today and it was them versus the Mavericks for the eighth seed, I would put my money on the Lakers. And this is Darvin Ham's first year, right? Yes. And I would, I would, I would, I would take the Lakers to win that play-in tournament. Then, but to beat the Thunder after that in the first, if if the season were to end today, again, I mean, when you have LeBron James. You kind of can't put it past them, but uh, yeah, that's probably a first round exit. The Thunder are pretty good. Yeah, they're really good. So I don't know. I don't think they're good enough right now to right. where you're not. Let's look at making a call. Then. Let's look at the East then. All right, let's let me look at these standings. We got Boston. Uh, so Cleveland just took over the second seed. I think Milwaukee's a team that's obviously showing some type of. Uh, disconnect you know you trade your coach trying to see how that works out higher doc rivers not working out so well right now but you know some of these things take some time they did blow a couple leads lose like three games in a row it is what it is though it's, you got to live with it and see see where you're going to do obviously doc rivers is not going to be fired before the end of the season so that's something they're going to have to live with what do you think With the Bucks, I think Bobby Portis is probably going to be on the move. I'm hearing that he might be in talks with the Mavericks for a, a straight up swap for good old Grant. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I don't think that makes our team any better. <laughs> I know a lot of Bucks fans have been clamoring for Bobby's departure in a trade, but I think when they saw that there was talks about him and Grant Williams being swapped, I think Bucks fans were pretty pissed off. They were like. This ain't what we. Well, that's what you're looking this, at. Bucks this ain't fans. What, it's Bobby Portis. What do you What do you expect? This ain't what we want. Yeah, I think I think they have potential to move like bigger names. Honestly, like guys like Chris Middleton could be on the move just oh, because. I don't know. That's tough. He's turned into such like time a, for change. Time for change. They need some type of change, and 
obviously they're not getting rid of Dame. Obviously, Giannis is staying. Guys like Chris Middleton or Middleton could bring you a lot of value and like just like absolutely deep in your bench. For right in right now, exactly right now he I mean, he's thirty two, but he had like like he has turned he is he's like assume, I think he's assumed this new role very nicely. He's yeah, coming he's a to great more player, of like a all around like um. I mean, I I know his assist numbers are up with Dan being there. His shot counts down, but he's a great shooter still. Like, I don't know. I think he's become like an all around good player for the Bucks instead of like you know someone that Giannis needed to rely on. So that's going to be very interesting. But he is a player, like I said, that you could move and you could get a lot of depth for him and just all around, you know, maybe eventually like all around in terms like improve your roster in terms of depth mm. and pieces. I think Atlanta's another team. That's probably going to be in the mix. And wanna, then I do want to chime in on the Bucks a little bit. Um, of course you do. This guy loves the Bucks. <laughs> Sticks and stones. Um, I hope they get their packs smoked in like the second round, dude. We'll see. We'll see. No, I think the Bucks need to hold steady. I think they have a great roster. I mean, at this point, I think it's all about execution and like the big problem we've seen with star-studded rosters in the past is that they just didn't gel and they didn't mesh together. So I just think the later and later you make moves and more changes to the roster, like the less time you have to build that championship chemistry with your team. So I think you're just like fixing something that isn't necessarily broken. Like I think now is just time to execute time to build that rapport build that chemistry to hopefully go win a championship for them like i think it's i think it's just on them and the coaches like you've got the pieces just make it happen well i i agree with you in that aspect like they do have the team to get it done but for me it's more like with the star-studded rosters, it's kind of like, in my opinion, if you do move chris middleton and you get a lot of great role players in return let and then then you can just let everything go through Damon Giannis. You don't have to worry about like and your bench could be much stronger. And your the bench because their bench is very bench, weak. Their yes. bench is very and as soon weak. As, and as soon as their bench checks in, they're they automatically start to lose leads. Like I no just, matter what. For the first time in a while, I watched an entire Bucks game this year. The other day against Portland, and it was, they lost to Portland. Like obviously, there was a lot of emotions in that game with things return game. home and a revenge game and whatnot. But like. When Giannis and Dame were not on the floor, things were going extremely wrong for and they always do for the bro. Bucks. And it's just like if you, I think like you can spread out the depth and improve your bench and build a bench mob and let the because when Dame and Giannis are on the floor, nobody's going to be worried about what the Bucks can do, right? Because they're both they're Dame, both dogs, yeah. right? Both stars. So I think it wouldn't. I mean, it's also like it is tough for me because I think I agree with your aspect. It's like. You know, this roster is pretty solid. And but for me, it's also at the same time, like seeing their bench struggle. It's like, OK, Middleton com- could come into play here for a lot of great role players. And there's a lot of teams in the NBA right now that are very good and have very good benches. And there's I mean, the Bucks can make it through the East, like most mostly through the East, especially considering this thing with Joel Embiid. I mean, he's out Bucks, what? 
four weeks. He's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. Right. The Bucks are still right now. I think not with that whole thing with Embiid. The Bucks are probably the favorite out of the East. You know, my favorite at least because I I don't think the Celtics are going to do it. I think the Celtics are going to go. We'll see, but I honestly think that um, you think they're going to take it. Not the entire thing, but I think they take the East. I don't think so, but we'll see. Another East team, though, that we're going to see in the mix uh, this coming Thursday is definitely going to be uh, the Hawks. A lot of talks about the Hawks moving to Jonte Murray. Um, building their team around Trey Young like they always plan, trying to like get out of that 10 seed, I believe. Right now, sitting at the 10 seed behind the Bulls, uh, game back. Definitely think they're going to be moving to Jonte Murray. If they move anybody, that is probably what's going to be happening. And you know what? I would love to see him be a bull. I mean, yeah, but for what? Alex Caruso. I mean, yeah, I would love DeJounte Murray for Alex Caruso, but I don't think that happens. Yeah, it won't. Alex Caruso needs to go to a much better team. That would be crazy if we sent him to Atlanta. Play the Trey Young. Court. But anyways, they, yeah, I think that, they would be crazy. I think that they can make a move. All right. Before we wrap this episode up, we're at the 30 minute mark. One surprising move that you guys think is gonna happen. What player do you guys think is on the move? That's gonna kind of not necessarily surprise everyone, but who's your biggest name that you think gets traded before Thursday's deadline? Go ahead, JP. Really don't have like a lock here. Um, I would just say, I'm just gonna say, I feel like the Rockets might make some moves. Okay. Because they have a lot of young talent that a lot of the league or a lot of good teams in the league looking to solidify a championship run. They might want to add that to the roster. So I would just say, I wouldn't pick one specific player really, but. Just someone on the Rockets. Somebody okay. making a splash, trying to grab one of their young stars. Okay. Uh okay, yeah. I did um you know, minus everything I've said in the show, I'm gonna go with something I haven't said. I think the uh Jazz are gonna be moving someone like Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I think that the Jazz are gonna be um moving some people. Sexton will be potentially moved as well, but um yeah, I think I think it's time for the the Jazz to fully try to send some pieces while they can right now and use the draft in the offseason to try and improve their team for the coming years. I got the Cavs adding some bench depth. Okay. All that's right. that's my that's my surprise move. The Cavs are starting to realize that they can really potentially make a run in the East. I think they're gonna go get someone. Now that's a team. And they do need someone. And that could be a team that could go after Alex Caruso. That doesn't make them a championship team, but that is definitely makes them a a better team. That could make them an Eastern Conference Finals team. Yeah, but they're not giving anything to us that we're going to like. I want Evan Mobley. Yeah, good luck. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's never going to happen. We're never going to get one of their top dogs. but Exactly. They don't have middle dogs. They don't have top dogs. They've got some solid players. Darius Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. You don't like Garland? Not that I don't like him. I do like him. I just don't think he's a, a guy that 
we need on the Bulls. I, I mean, I want young players with potential on the Bulls. I'm sick of watching DeMar DeRozan shoot. Yeah, I mean, shots. me too. But, but all right, that's going to wrap up this episode of Walked Up Hind. Enjoy the trade deadline, everyone. Once again, we're going to be going live from our PSN studios. Peace out.